0: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Second Tier Podcast. I'm Ryan Dilks, and I'm joined by the QPR defence. My QPR attack. It's just impeach.
1: I'm the QPR attack in this scenario, right?
0: No, but I, I just said I'm the QPR attack. You're the QPR defence. But I'm so I'm I, the powerful force going forwards, while you're the crumbling foundation at the back. <laughs> I'm back from America. We apologise for. We
1: apologise.
0: I apologise for my tardiness over the past few weeks, which led to us not recording. I'm sorry. I should have known better, and I promise it won't happen again. But I had a good time in America, Justin.
1: That doesn't matter now.
0: Okay. You're not going to ask me how it was, or? How was it? It was great. Let's move on. Okay, great. Fantastic. There were some very bizarre results in the Championship this weekend. It's a fantastic reminder of how this league can spring a surprise on you out of nowhere. Sometimes all at once, in this case. We'll start with the biggest surprise of the weekend. Swansea 1, Stoke 2. Scott Hogan scored late on to secure Stoke's first win of the season. You don't think it's the biggest surprise of the weekend?
1: I think when you pit bottom against top at the time, Mm. as it were, you go, "Okay, that result is a big surprise. But the way Stoke have been playing all season, it's not necessarily a huge surprise that they eventually got a result.
0: Well, that's... What we've been saying, mm-hmm. isn't it? Um, I saw a few people saying on Twitter this is a result for the quote XG nonces. <laughs> because <laughs> We've been saying for weeks that Stoke have been unfortunate yeah. to not have a win yet yeah. this season because they have been performing well, just mm-hmm. not getting the results. And <laughs> it's shown in Nathan Jones's face. Yeah. <laughs> While <Of> Swansea, <laughs> release man. <laughs> Swansea, on the other hand, have been overperforming their expected goals. Mm-hmm. So we know a win was coming. I just wasn't expecting it in this game.
1: Again, I, that's probably just because it was first v last. Yeah, um, but Swansea have been so good so they far. Have, they have, they have absolutely. But as I say, it's, it's more credit to Stoke because uh, again, in the game they went down in the first minute. Yeah. So that in itself is a mountain to climb, and we know what happens to Stoke when they concede; they crumble. Mm. Um, and all that hard work that they've put together throughout a game just completely goes to waste. But they they overcame that um, in this game, and they they played really well. They had they had nine shots on target. Yeah, is that a team that's struggling?
0: Well, clearly not in this case. Nathan Jones has almost certainly saved his job for the time being, hasn't mm-hmm. he? There were plenty of rumours that if he didn't get something from this game, then he was gone. Yeah. So what does that mean now for him?
1: <laughs> you- Get a result in the next game. It's it's good that it's coming international break because now he's got two weeks with the players. Um, ride the rate the the, 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 rave, rave. the wave. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I um I felt bad for him because everything that he said is pretty much spot on. He's he they have been unfortunate. It's been mistakes that have let them down, and you know the the reward um, has finally come for them. And usually, um, Jack Butland mistakes. Yes, <laughs> not to name any names. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so with
0: Nathan Jones finally getting this win under his belt, what happens now then? So if, for example, they were to lose their next two games, where does he lie then?
1: I guess in terms of expect- expectancy, this has pushed it right up because yeah. they've got a result. You want to get a result in the next game. If you lose the next game, that just heat. you go back to square one almost. He was the pressure. Back on you again and again. If you lose the next game after the previous loss, yeah, um, then you are looking at you know you staring down the brow a bit. Yeah,
0: I was surprised he he didn't go after the Huddersfield loss. To be honest,
1: uh, that's credit to the owners. That's pretty much been there been the case for them for a while. We mentioned it before. Um, so it's not...
0: it's having an impact in a way. I know they've won this game, but mm-hmm. we've said that the fact that they're sticking with him for so long is a bit problematic because sometimes, I mean, it's happened with Stoke before when they're in the Premier League. They hung on to the managers for too long and then eventually went down. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But as Nathan Jones has said a hell of a lot in his post-match presses after a lot of the defeats, they've had to change a hell of a lot. Most notably, the mentality of the squad. They've got to turn it into a winning team and there's no better start than... Beating top of the league,
0: yeah, and there's plenty of experienced players in there yeah. who who have been there and done it. So mm-hmm. let's move on to Swansea. I don't think there's really too much we can say about this, is there? Because what, no, what does this mean for them?
1: I I almost think that scoring in the first minute hindered them a bit because the, the expect, expectancy in the stadium is then right. We're gonna go and we're gonna score two, three more goals here. Not always the case when you score in the first minute because you immediately you start again. It's, it's nil-nil as soon as that ball goes again because it's so early on in the game.
0: Yeah, yeah. I still see Swansea at the moment as one of the teams challenging mm. for promotion just because they've started the season so yeah. well. But a result like this is obviously a bit problematic. And yeah. it, we'll have to wait and see how it
1: goes. But it could trigger the start of of their downturn I suppose Potentially, it was a pretty poor performance as I say, like Freddie Woodman had to make 7 saves so clearly mm. they weren't at the best defensively or collectively as a group in terms of passage of play, Stoke completed um, 60 passes less than Swansea which you know that sort of tells me that they didn't dominate the game as they should do at home um, although yeah, it's credit to Stoke as well but you know, you're at home you're scoring the first minute you can start to control the game from there. And they didn't do that. Um, and as, as you say, that can creep in into the next few games, but you know, hopefully it doesn't.
0: Absolutely. Let's move on to the next game then. Would you say this game's more of a surprise? Millwall 2,
1: Leeds 1? Um, again, XG-wise, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, Jed Wallace and Tom Bradshaw both got the goals, as you say, with the XG. For once, Leeds didn't win the XG battle. Mm. I suppose losing Barardi after 14 minutes doesn't help that, though. Mm. Was it sending off?
1: I said this to you before, I, I, I quoted the double jeopardy law um, and that's obviously, if it's by accident, if the trip is by accident, then the ref doesn't send the player off. Yeah, it's got
0: to be blatant, like yeah. handballing it on the line or yeah. something like that.
1: Um, but perhaps the referee in this instance felt that it was a deliberate attempt to stop him from shooting and he sent him, off, sent him off for that reason.
0: But it's still not a clear goal scoring opportunity.
1: There is that and there was not a hell of a lot of contact.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised the Leeds players didn't appeal more. Because mm. they were just like, maybe they were just shocked that they gave a red card. I'm not even sure if it was a foul, because I'm, I'm not sure he touched him, really. Th- he not. went down afterwards. There was potentially any contact, but, but there you go.
1: barardi has got previous, so...
0: Is it because he's Berardi that he got sent off?
1: Anybody else. <laughs> uh,
0: Leeds are very distressing for mm. me, as someone who talks about Championship football on a e brilliant podcast because they should really be running away with the league at the moment aren't they but i mean this game wasn't an example of it but they keep creating so many chances and not putting them away Mm -hmm. and now they're losing pace with some of the teams at the top of the championship at the moment
1: i almost think we've said it pretty much every episode this season that Leeds just aren't putting the chances at the great away and they're not hmm. putting teams away have they beat a team yet by two or three goals I don't think they have
0: beat Bristol City first day, state didn't they
1: 3-1 That, that was that, that's probably the only occasion that they've scored three this season I think
0: so you might be right there Which, I don't, don't have it in front of me but it sounds
1: right given how t- certain teams around them are performing like Preston um, they need to be doing better and they've got a lot of quality they've spent a lot of money on that quality in Bamford uh, in Costa because obviously that's a low move if you do a permanent so They've invested a lot in that forward line, and they're not doing the business.
0: You look at that team. This team should be winning the league, shouldn't it?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. There's, you know, what we saw last season was a massive step for Leeds. Going into this season, especially the Bristol game, they were outstanding. Yeah. Um, and then the I think the Forest game, told you, I painted a picture of how teams were going to set up against Leeds because it worked so well, and we've seen it time and time again. Derby did it recently. Um, and obviously Millwall have got a result doing it as well.
0: Yeah, Millwall then. Let's not take anything away from no, them. No, no, no. Uh, Jim on Twitter says, Tom Bradshaw was excellent yesterday for Millwall. The finish for our second goal was delicious. <laughs> uh, you yeah. said Millwall did win the XG battle. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And it's a surprise, isn't it? Because, I mean, Millwall aren't the most creative team no.
1: either. Um, it is a surprise, and I think this is why they got the result. They didn't surrender possession like they did against... Well, I we saw when they played against Fulham, who are, I guess, a similar team in where they dominate the ball, like Leeds. Um, they had 37% possession, which is 20% more than they had against Fulham. But possession nowadays yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. mean as much, does it? No, no, absolutely. But that told you that they were getting more of the ball. Um, they were pressing more. They were getting the ball into final third a lot more. And they scored two goals, I think, for the first time this season in a game. So Sounds right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, it's it comes after their manager left as well. Neil Harris yeah. gone. Was it a bit surprising for you?
1: It it was, but then again, they've they've been pretty poor since sort of the opening few weeks of the season. They haven't got many results. They've looked a bit blunt. So I think it's probably he's walked away with his head held high. I guess. Rather yeah. than get sacked. Because he's a club legend, I think. Resigning yeah. was the best best solution for him.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's the first league win in two months. But I get what you're saying. Because Neil, Neil Harris, even though he's a club legend, he is a bit... He, he wasn't the most popular manager. Like a, a lot of Millwall fans obviously like him because mm-hmm. he's a club legend. But weren't particularly impressed by his managerial ability. And he's gone now. Mm-hmm. And as, as you say, I suppose, yeah, he has probably just left while he's not at the bottom of the barrel.
1: Yeah, it's like, um, he's taken as far as he can, is the cliche in football. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it's only a couple of seasons ago that they're in the playoffs, weren't
1: they? Yeah, they were in the running for the playoffs. Um, but that's that's credit to, to him, really. The way, to, how, how, where he's taken this Millwall team um, and where he's got them to. They, always, they started to spend a bit of money in this, this summer, so perhaps they felt that He's fish. left them in a
0: better position than when he started. Oh, God, yeah.
1: He? They were, I wouldn't say in a mess, because obviously, well, they got relegated, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and then he got them back up again. So, as you say, they're in a much better position now than they were.
0: Yeah. Well, Adam Barrett is the caretaker manager, got the win here, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the current favourite for the job is Roy Keane.
1: Get in the bin. <laughs> hey, that's not going to happen, is it? I hope not. No. He's, he shouldn't be near a football. Yeah, he's
0: 5-2 to two at the moment, but I can't see that happening.
1: He's, oh my, I can't stress enough how limited he is as a manager. Scary. I don't think he's even scary. Have you listened to Jonathan Walters on his podcasts? If
0: you were in a room with Roy Keane, alone for an hour, you'd be terrified. No, because You would not walk out the same man.
1: It's, it'd be one of those things where it's an awkward silence, and in those particular scenarios, I start to giggle. So then, that would happen, and then (laughs) I wouldn't be—I wouldn't be able to take him serious. Okay,
0: so you're stood in a room alone with Roy Keane. He's just glaring at you, and you start giggling.
1: I just do that thing, right? That awkward, like, conversational start, and then maybe start talking about, I don't know, grass or something, because that's probably the only thing we have in common. Grass. We've played on grass. Yeah. Okay.
0: Fair enough. I don't know what I'd talk about before. I've never really feel about it. Yeah. Let's move on. Huddersfield 3, Hull nil. John on Twitter says, it's a fantastic performance. The fitness organisation and clear game plan are all back. Hmm. It's starting to feel like uh, David Wagner's impact from
1: a couple of seasons ago. Speaks. Yeah. That's very... Yeah? Yeah, highly regarded, that.
0: Yeah, I mean, Cowley, two wins and two now. Hmm. He's turned it around. I mean, you said you thought they were in the relegation battle the in fairness that was when they had a mm. seva in charge but do you think that now
1: um potentially not mainly because i said that the only thing that's probably going to get them out of trouble is if they get in a you know a decent manager that's got experience okay not necessarily championship experience but Danny Cowley's a the, the Cowley brothers sorry we should say they are winning managers they know how to get the best out of a team to propel them up a table um, they did it with Lincoln, they were in die straits when they came in and they've just gone from strength to strength. Yeah. Um, the same thing with Huddersfield really, again, not in the best position. They've got a, a fairly good squad, a squad that is definitely better than bottom six. Yeah. So all it's going to take is a bit of organisation, a clear game plan um, and I guess a bit of confidence. And now they've got that. That's really going to kick them on.
0: I'd say at the moment I would not want to play Huddersfield just because what Cowley's got going there. Mm. I mean, Hull and Stoke, two teams not in the best of states at Mm -hmm. the moment themselves. But I look at them now and I think they could go flying up the table. I'm not not sure how high. I I think the the bad start might have got rid of any hopes of them making a late charge for the playoffs. But I could definitely... See them potentially finishing in the top half.
1: I mean, I think the same thing happened to Wigan a few years back when they they came down, I think it was Owen Coyle who was manager, and they were really crap. And then Rosler came in and they finished in the playoffs, so it's yeah. not impossible. Um but I think the the best thing for Huddersfield is just get a bit of stability and see where he can go. But um a result against Stoke is a, a good start for him, a clean sheet as well, and another clean sheet is too bad. It's bad to clean sheets.
0: Yeah. I mean three nil. It's a solid
1: scoreline, isn't yeah. it?
0: And they're against a
1: decent counter-attacking Hall team. Yeah. They've been pretty effective away from home. Yeah,
0: well, Hall were, prior to this game, unbeaten throughout September. Yeah, So that's a good result. Yeah, exactly. And well, of course it is. Yeah. I mean, with Hall, it's a bit of an interesting one because I've been looking at who I think will go down in the Championship and we'll get onto that in a, <laughs> in a bit. Hall, I'm, I don't know which category to put them in of whether they're relegation candidates or whether they're just
1: slightly better than that. They're kind of in that middle ground, aren't they? But they're probably one of those teams that are looking over their shoulder. Um, yeah. We saw in the week, obviously they beat Sheffield Wednesday, but Gary Monk pretty much nullified Bowen and Grosicki. I say Gary Monk, but he set his team up to nullify them. Mm. And Obviously, Tommy's got his first goal. I think he nullified that threat, blunt. They had... Um, oh, sorry, the keeper made five saves, so they're clearly not, you know, prolific. Mm-hmm. You know, you get five opportunities to to score a goal, you got to take them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on then to Preston five, Barnsley one. Daniel Johnson got two of the goals here. I'm going to make a shout: Preston at home are the best side in the league. I
1: think they were one of the best sides last season, so it's not a surprise.
0: Mm. But they're it's ridiculous how good at home they are, mm. aren't they? It, nobody would want to go to deep down like no. at the moment because you're just going to get turned over, aren't you?
1: At this rate, yeah. You know, I know Barnsley aren't the best defensively, but still still to score five goals, and I said it the other week, You know, Preston have this team that don't have a 20-goal-a-season striker. They've got mm. three or four players that can hit double figures, and that's all you need. Yeah, And that's working in their favour at the moment, and God, Daniel Johnson looks a cracking player this season. He's on... Six, seven goals now Into this season Yeah and he's got, he got A couple more assists So At the minute He's probably the, the best Number 10 in the league yeah. at, at this at this time I know QPR fans Will go No easy Abrucci easy Etc But Daniel Johnson Is on fire
0: Yeah absolutely I mean if they Sorted out their
1: waveform They'd be a nailed On playoff side Wouldn't they I mean they're, they're Third in the league They're still performing Away from home mm. They're still getting results
0: At the moment The bookies Have them down As the I think I saw earlier The sixth most likely to get promoted so they're saying they'll get in the playoffs but only just where <coughs> do you see them at the moment I mean they've, as I say I was talking about their away form they've only got one win away from home so far this season hmm. so while Deepdale is a fortress their away form could do with a bit of a polishing off really
1: I think I think Alex Neal will um, will find the form in away from home you have to remember that in the summer he was touted no it wasn't the summer it was just before the end of this last season, he was touted to go to West Brom and he signed yep. a new three-year deal. So he he obviously sees a project here. Um, and I can, you know, this is the best I've seen Preston play f- uh, for a long time, really. Mm. Um, especially at the start of the season. That's one thing that always lets them down is they would make a really crap start. And they've obviously turned that around They're where they are because they are playing Outstanding football.
0: Yeah, they're capable of getting playoffs, aren't they? More Definitely. than capable because their side is a good side. There's loads of players there who probably they're not, you know, household names, and a lot of Championship fans probably yeah. won't be able to name four or five players, yeah. but they're players who probably should maybe be in the Premier League, and they're still relatively young, aren't they?
1: You can probably, as you say, name five or six players that could easily mm. sign to a Premier League team. Yeah, That's and depressing. Baron Davis as well. I keep going on about those two, but. I love them. Patrick Bowers, probably free transfer of the season. Oh, bloody hell,
0: yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Um, Well, Barnsley then. They have now taken over from Wigan as the team I think are the most likely to go down. Do you have any different opinion on this?
1: Um, No. Mainly because I saw them play on Wednesday night against Derby and they looked horrendous defensively mm-hmm. I know they stayed in the game but that's probably because of how wasteful Derby were when they were attacking the goals they conceded were laughable it was a, I think it was a loop ball over the top by Huddleston allowed Lawrence to get in and he got fouled for the penalty Yeah, and then the Martin goal both the defenders <laughs> fell asleep they, yeah. I don't know why they didn't attack the ball and then the goals against Preston were even more laughable you can't defend like that in a championship and I know they're a young side but they need a couple of leaders at the back, otherwise they will go down without a fight.
0: Yeah, if anyone wants this season, and that was on the first yeah. day That's against not, Fulham. It's not good, is it? No,
1: not really. And it's a shame because I was excited about this Barnsley team coming up and then they decimated the squad. Um, well, that, I, was say, I was saying to you just before
0: we started recording, they—well, we've said it plenty of times, they got rid of uh, their two centre-backs, Pinnock and Lindsay, and got rid of Adam Davis mm-hmm. as well. And the ironic thing here is that those three aren't getting into the teams they're at now. Which is bizarre. And it feels like everyone would be in a better position if those three transfers just hadn't happened. But there you go. But, I mean, getting rid of your two centre-backs and goalkeeper, especially when they're as good as those three Mm -hmm. were for them last season. Yeah. It's never a good move, really, is it?
1: No, and I know they probably they sold at the right time. It's a good business model, but from a football perspective, it was a terrible decision. Yeah, And it, they're, paying, they're paying the price for it now.
0: Absolutely. Well, as you say, in this game, they pretty much rolled over, didn't they? Even though they scored, that was their only real chance. Mm-hmm. And just going back to Barnsley as a whole, I remember when at the start of the season, we thought they'd be all right, but here we are and they look terrible, don't they?
1: It's hard to it's hard to really judge their recruitment because they could become very good players in one or two years, but you can't have that. Mm. You can have that development time for one or two players in a team. You can't have it for six
0: or seven. Yeah, there's, as you say, there's not many leaders in that team, is no, there? No,
1: I think Alex is the captain at the moment, and is he the oldest player?
0: I bet you can't be far off.
1: I'm, oh no, it's Collie Woodridge is a captain, isn't
0: it? Well, whatever the case. The point is, there isn't many much experience in that team, is there? And right. you know, people say, why don't we, you know, have a team of youngsters? Yeah. <laughs> You're seeing what happens with it now.
1: I just had a thought. Would we, would we be the oldest player in the squad if we, if we were in the squad?
0: We're 25.
1: Yeah, I think we will be. Now must be 26. He's, he's been around for a while, but I don't think he's that old. I, I, I... I don't know. Give us the armband. Yeah,
0: <laughs> sign us <on>, up, <laughs> Uh West Brom 4, Cardiff 2. The holy trinity of Pereira, Dion Garner, and Austin all scored here. Vincent on Twitter says it was a great game. The players were on it for 60 to 70 minutes. We need more clean sheets though. Mm-hmm. Ben on Twitter says West Brom were a different class for the most part. Showed a little inexperience by taking our foot off the gas and letting Cardiff back into it. Yeah. And Pereira is too good for this league. Said it before, that front three, deadly. Yeah.
1: Ian um, Pereira dominated the game. A goal to assists, 85 touches. Christ. 85
0: touches? Yeah. That's like centre-back numbers. <laughs> <laughs> 85 touches is unbelievable. Yeah, it is. Yeah. For someone game. who's an attacking player, that is mm. impressive. I didn't know that. Uh, well, wait, I'll tell you what, West Brom have gone slightly under the radar, I think. Because... Yeah while I've been away I was thinking to myself they look like the team most likely to get promoted at the moment
1: they have the most balanced squad in terms of depth yeah they have quality in every position of the pitch yeah good manager yeah I think he's the best manager in the league I
0: mean Warnock would be the obvious shout but He's not particularly going too great at the moment.
1: I think Warnock's a legend in the league. Yeah, don't think he's the best one, but I, I think Billich for me is the the best manager of the league. Tactically, he's he's fluid and he he's a good man manager as well. And I know Leeds fans will want me to say Bielsa, but mm. I you know, I just think Billich has done a lot yeah. more at the um at this level, especially not at this level. But in in England so far, um. But yeah, he's 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 turned the West Brom team around again because they were very defensive toward the end of last season because just how many goals they conceded. They they still they still do concede goals, as the West Brom fans have pointed out. Yeah, but they that, look, that was
0: something I was going to mention. They don't keep many clean sheets. But just, that, if that, you're that you scoring con- goals, but still, you want to keep clean sheets, don't you? It's like when you're football, you're, when you're a kid and you're playing football, and your managers always used to say, "Oh, I'd rather." win 1-0, then win 5-1. And you're just like, why? But it's because it shows that defensively everything's going right. You know what I
1: mean? football is for the fans, Ryan, and they're getting the money's worth.
0: Okay, It's a (laughs) cop (laughs) out. But yeah, they're not keeping many clean sheets. And I'd say that is pretty much the only problem from a West Brom standpoint. Because as you say, squad... Brilliant manager, brilliant, mm-hmm. and the differences with you know your Swansea's, your Preston's. We're expecting them to be up there at the start of the season, yeah. which is a good sign because it means you know they're a good side. We're expecting them to be a good side, mm-hmm. and they're being a good side.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I, th- I think that I think they will start to improve defensively. They've got players to come back. Obviously, there's Gibbs. Um, You've been kept outside at the moment, isn't you by. Ferguson yeah but I, again he's been he's been brilliant and um, you know not keeping clean sheets for me is not a big issue if you're scoring four goals at home that will be fine
0: yeah absolutely um, uh, but as I say do you agree with me that West Brom probably the team most likely to go up at the moment
1: well they only lost their first game of the season in midweek against Leeds mm. so yeah they're a sure bet for it, I think.
0: Yeah, that's nice one. Cardiff then,
1: not too much really to say, I don't think. They're, they're conceding far too many goals for me. It yeah. doesn't look like a Neil Warnock team have passed. Yeah,
0: I was going to ask you actually, do you think if it wasn't Neil Warnock in charge of this Cardiff team, then the manager would probably be getting a bit more stick?
1: Probably, yeah. yeah. I think if it
0: was Scott Parker, for example.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the mindset is Neil Warnock got this team up when they shouldn't have gone up. Yeah. Um, Perhaps they've, yeah, they still got that attitude. But for me, they're one of the, the the commerce big boys in the league.
0: Yeah, we were expecting them to do well. I think you had them to win the league, didn't you?
1: Yep. Yeah. I regret that.
0: I had Brentford to win the league, so (laughs) I can't really boast too much, can I? But I was going to point out the contrast between their home and away form, because it is insane. Mm They are just, I think they've, I don't think they've won away from home this season. I might be wrong. They might have won once, but even though it, the point the point is their home form is solid, mm-hmm. but their away form is absolutely terrible.
1: It's it's, it's a mid table team. They're sleepwalking into it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fulham two, Charlton two. This was a great, an, <laughs> a great game, <sighs> brilliant game. I, from a Fulham standpoint, not a great result though.
1: I, for me, this. Only intensifies the scrutiny for their defence because yeah. they've got all this possession. They, I know they they went behind twice, I think, um, but they're not keeping teams out. They're far too easy to carve open. Yeah, as we, uh, the the first Charlton goal was so easy for them. Um, it was a good goal, but it was only made easier by the poor defending. And the same with the um, the second goal. Yeah, which they was need, just a whipped in cross.
0: They need Michael Hector, don't they? They need him to come sooner oh, than she, January. Yeah, yeah but they desperately need him. I I remember at the start <clears> of the <throat> season when we were talking about Fulham, and I raised concerns about Scott Parker because it just reminded me of West Brom last season mm-hmm. when they had Derrymore, an inexperienced manager, and his inexperience, I suppose, showed. Because West Brom had a really strong squad, but yeah. weren't getting the results. And it seems like Fulham are doing exactly the same thing here.
1: No, absolutely. Um, I, th- I think credit to Scott Parker because of how he's had to change the mentality in the football at the club. Because Ranieri was a terrible appointment mm. and they sort of regressed. And he's tried to get that back. And he has to an extent. Not to Do you the mean by
0: introducing, well, reintroducing Kearney to the team, that kind
1: of thing? Yeah, Kearney, the, the passing mentality, mentality, but they're not quite at that level that Jukanovic got them at. and They're nowhere near that level. Nowhere near it. And with the the team that they have, they should be scoring. They should be
0: walking the league yeah. <laughs> with the team that they've got. Absolutely. And, I mean, we said that they've gained Hector in, in January, but even so, they should still be... Mm-hmm. Smashing it! I mean, they're seventh at the moment, not terrible,
1: but they should be. They should be high. I know it's they still early be, on in the season, yeah. But they should be alongside West Brom, shouldn't yeah, they? Yeah, but they've they've drawn too many games. I think some of their wins: Wigan, Millwall, Blackburn. They you expect them to win those games, mm. um, but they're not winning the games. You know, the teams that they're competing with, like Charlton, for example, they're not winning those sort of types of games, yeah. and they've got to do that if they want to if they have any ambitions to go to the Premier. Yeah,
0: and this is a Charlton side who, before this game, had won. One in four. And yeah. they're without Lyle Taylor as well. Yeah. Just, uh, I can't get my head around for them.
1: They're, they're very hard to, yeah, put a pin in it. It's really difficult. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Let's talk Charlton then because this is a great result for them, especially after their recent form, because yeah. it, it's not been too great while Taylor's been gone, has it?
1: No, away from home, you want to get those sorts of results, um, especially, again, when you're competing with teams... Um, for the playoffs that are in around you, yeah, you want to get these results, away from home especially. Um, so it is a good result, especially on the back of beating Leeds. I can't remember what, they, what did they do in the week, did they win in the week?
0: Well, they've won one in four, okay, one so in five. They probably after this game. Game.
1: um again, yeah. but they look good. Um, Darren Prattley was absolutely immense in this game. Um, and that tells you, because he went to three at the back as well, that t- tells you the tactical... Genius of Lee Bowyer, tactical genius. Yes.
0: <laughs> uh, let's move on to Forest One, Brentford nil. Ben Watson with the only goal of the game. The Forest bandwagon is still travelling at a pace.
1: We're ten games in, right? Yes. I said I'd come on it. Ten games in. Are you on? I'm on it.
0: Yay! Fantastic. Yeah. You are lucky because there weren't too many seats left, but you managed to yeah. no, just I'm grab not. on before <laughs> mm-hmm. before it was all full. Forest, I. I said at the start of the season, I think they'd get in the playoffs. So I think they might even go a step further because they're just playing so well at the moment.
1: They, For me, they've got, again, they've got the most balanced team that I remember them having.
0: They've got the largest squad as well.
1: They, well they've got three squads. Um, <laughs> yeah, they've. I think it's one of their best squads since they had like players like Marlon Harewood, David Johnson, uh, Ricky Shimaka, etc. Way back when. You
0: came really far this, back this I think
1: this was my first season ticket in football, so okay. I, I remember these... Uh, that season really well and they. I was, they had I was
0: thinking more You know Magoogan Earnshaw That team You know
1: that It wasn't as good as I For me I'm not a Forest fan But that Marlon Held and David Johnson both got 20 goals each That season so. but I just and Remember me. the
0: enigma Of Lewis McGugan. Brings tears to my eyes When I See how his career went Yeah but he's fat now So Alright <laughs> um, Have you seen
1: him? No Oh I'm just assuming Okay Um <laughs> But as I say, it's a, it's their best team. They, they've they got fluidity. They've got um, flexibility as well. And tactically, they seem spot on and they're getting a lot of clean sheets and still playing good football.
0: Yeah. Matt on Twitter says, best performance of the season so far for mm-hmm. Forrest. Uh, Brentford defended incredibly well, organised and tough to break down, but they offered zero in attack. We'll, we'll get we'll get to ah. Brentford in a sec because we're all pulling our hair out at how Brentford are going at the moment. Mm. But yeah, Forrest... I, as I say, I think could potentially go up automatically at the moment.
1: No, yeah, absolutely. I think um, once January comes around, if they get a striker, they they don't need anybody else. They just need a uh, backup forward for grabbing, I think. Mm. Um, I'm not convinced with Rafa Muir. I don't think he's played much either. No. Um, so I think if they bring enough forward to, for backup as grabbing, then I'll, I'm quite happy if, like, Assuming they'll go up,
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brentford, then you said after we were watching the highlights of this game, yep. Franker to be sacked.
1: Um, I wouldn't be surprised because they've regressed massively as a team. They're, yeah, defensively they seem better off, but they're not scoring goals. They're not creating chances. We we heard the Forest fan, didn't. They didn't offer anything going forward. For a Brentford team to not offer anything going forward. There's something seriously wrong.
0: Mm. Ollie Watkins has scored all their goals apart from one this season. It's not great. No, I mean having Watkins, you know, scoring a lot of goals is obviously good, but they're attack-wise, they're just pitiful, aren't they?
1: Yeah, well, you think last season Benrahma got double-figure goals and assists. Mm. Ollie Watkins got double figures. Mope got double-figure goals. They don't look. They look a shadow of that side, and that side finished mid-table.
0: Yeah, top
1: half. That's that's a big worry. They've invested heavily. They should be... Well,
0: they're expecting to get promoted this season, aren't they?
1: Yeah, they they should be in the top half and they're nowhere near it.
0: So is it because they're expected to get promoted this season that you think Frank should be sacked?
1: Yeah, plain and simply, yeah. There comes a point where you're underperforming this much and not only are you underperforming results-wise, you're also underperforming chances-wise scoring chances you know it's it's not good enough.
0: Yeah, fair enough. QPR four, Blackburn two. Easy and Hugo amongst the goals. Lewis on Twitter says the R's put on a majestic performance against Blackburn. The young lad's chair and Easy stood out yet again, but Jeff Cameron was the man of the match. So we <laughs> we said at the start of the show, you're the QPR defence to my QPR attack. Mm-hmm. QPR going forwards are exciting, aren't they? But they're defensively, a forward, yeah. they're a bit of a mess. I mean, they they won, they got three points here, but still conceded two goals.
1: Um, I should have probably checked it before. I don't know how many goals they've conceded. It must be up there with a lot, uh, the most in the league. Mm. Um, Defensively, they're easily bottom half, maybe bottom six. Yeah, But attacking-wise, their quality, they've got, such flair and attack, mm. they've got and they're all
0: young lads as well. Which is, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. well, I mean, the strikers aren't, but you know, Easy, Chair, Samuel, exciting mm. players, aren't they? No, definitely.
1: Um, and it's and it's going to be a learning curve for them as young players. But as I say, they've they've got to improve at the back for them to probably be competing in that top ten, mm. um, top ten area. Um, they haven't come up a, come up against a team yet that can really punish them. I'm talking teams like West Brom. You know leads, um, yeah, cause, you know teams like that. They're they you know competing at the top of the table. They haven't really come up against a team like that. Um, so yeah, it is a bit of a worry, um, defensively, but attacking wise, they're they're fine.
0: Yeah, they are only three points off the top at the moment. But I'm top six. I don't know. Do you mean off the top of the table? <laughs> I've, I've just wrote down only three points off the start. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but with QPR, I said at the start of the season I thought they'd finish in the bottom six. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see that happening now, but I'm still sceptical. Are you eating humble pie? We, we do this podcast to offer our opinions on things, Justin, and we make predictions that don't
1: always come out right. Pretty much every one of them so far. In that. Well, I said Forest To get in the playoffs But apart from that Yeah Yeah but if they go up Automatically You're still wrong I'll tell you
0: what Next week is the International break Yeah Shall we uh, review Our league oh, yeah. table No, That'll be fun yeah, It's no. only 10 games Into <laughs> the season But It will be fantastic yeah, <laughs> yeah. That'll be good But yeah QPR I I Don't see them Finishing top half I think I still think Mid-table will be a good season For QPR though
1: It'll be a good Building block Um It was a pretty big summer for them, recruitment wise. They got rid of a lot of players. They brought in a lot of players. They've got a a few players that need developing. You got, you know, some of them sort of stuttered a bit football wise. I know Eze was out of the team last season. He's doing well this season. You know, players like Ryan Manning who were particularly poor last season, but they're doing well this season. You know, it's, it's a good building block for them, and I think, you know, what Warburton's doing, you know. He's doing he's doing a great job and as I say, if they continue like this, I, I would expect them to finish mid table. because yeah. they can't defend.
0: Speaking of mid table, is there a more mid table team than Blackburn? No. Cool. Bristol City won Reading nil. Jeju scoring early on. We were worried whether they keep getting results without a phobie, but Jeju scores again.
1: I think Bristol City are one of the most unlucky sides. In the league this season, they've lost three first-team players to injury, to long-term injuries. Yeah, that's but they're still going. But they're still going. Absolutely, and that's that's probably more credit to Lee Johnson in getting the best out of the players he's got. Jeju wasn't getting a kick. He's come in. He's scored a handful of goals. Um, Taylor Moore was new to the side this season. He's getting the best out of him. So, as I say, credit to Lee Johnson. He seems to have been consistent for the first time. In his career. Well, for now. <laughs> for now.
0: Well, I mean, he, he was struggling to get a few results for more recently. <coughs> but, you know, a win here, I mean, you would probably expect Bristol City to beat Reading. Yeah. But, you know, you've got to put your money where your mouth is, haven't you? I mean, Eliasson is a player who's been out the, t- out the team a bit, mm-hmm. but he
1: got an assist here. And I'm a big fan of him because he just creates so many chances. Yeah, I think I, think, I, think I saw someone say last week... Um, on Twitter, that he's he's probably better as an impact player, but you know when he's got that quality, I mean you've got a player like Jeju in the box, you've got to you've got to start him because you know the amount of quality balls he can whip in, as we saw on um, Saturday. So, yeah, I know I'm a big fan of him. Big fan of the Bristol City wide players. To be honest, they're really good. Yeah, you know, players like Callum and Dowder as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Reading then. Uh, this wasn't a terrible performance, but you know they're not getting results, are they? No. They've lost five of their last six now, mm-hmm. which is pretty, pretty atrocious. Yeah. I mean, I was going to talk about uh, the teams who I think are most likely to get relegated at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I think Luton, Barnsley, Wigan are the three teams if I had to pick right now who I think would go down. Yeah. I'd say those three. The only. Real concern for me regarding that is how poor Reading are at the moment.
1: Yeah, they they're one of those teams that when they go on a bad run, they they, they fucking go on a bad run. Yeah, like they they you know they had chances to score yesterday, so they didn't take them. They look at a team that is weirdly low on confidence, given how how much praise we gave them. They've got some good players of all, as well. Haven't they? they've got some really good players. Um, I, I can't see them going down because of the quality they have now in that squad. Mm. Um, but then again, as I say, they're one of those teams that that can struggle when they when they get in the flow of struggling.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Derby two, Luton nil. <laughs> two clangers from Simon Sluga. I mean, yeah. he, we've spoken about him a bit this season because he's made a few mistakes, and he's their record signing as well. Oh, but I mean, these two. I mean, the first one especially is one of the worst mistakes I've ever seen
1: that um, something worth mentioning actually that end of the ground at Derby there's seen three goalkeepers do that can you name at least one of them Chris Wheal oh see four keepers do that <laughs> well, who else Rob of,
0: Green when was that uh,
1: 2003 for Norwich oh but here you're going miles back Doris D- Doris De Vries is the other one I remember Chris that one yeah. and Sam, 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 Simon Slugger
0: but anyway Simon Slugger He's your record signing, so you can't
1: really drop him, can you? Uh, I don't know, because he's costing them points at the moment. Because this, this would have ended 0-0. Luton might have even nicked it. Well, I, well, that's the
0: thing. Derby have scored two from two free goals. Mm-hmm. And just after the first goal, I think it was Collins who yeah. missed. He was pretty much on the line yeah. and he's put it over. Yeah. If that had gone in and those two free goals mm-hmm. hadn't happened, we're talking about a Luton win.
1: Yeah, uh, well, in the grand scheme of things, yes. I don't. The game was a strange one because Derby had no. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Umph. Mm. You know, it was the end Wasn't of. Wasn't a spectacular ke- performance. No, was it? It, it was the end of a free game week, and they just didn't have any urgency, and Luton didn't either. Mm. Um, Luton. Well, I mean, you see
0: that Luton. I thought could have very easily. We were just saying just then if they put away that chance, but they looked they had more dangerous periods than Derby did in this game. Really,
1: um, start of the second half, yeah. Uh, but as I say, that's probably more so the way Derby set up. They just they didn't really get out. But it's it's a it's a good result for Derby because they needed it after you know um, conceding in the last minute in the week.
0: No, oh, I thought you were going to say after a certain
1: night out Yeah, the, we'll, we'll, we'll the talk about that in a sec
0: <laughs> Wednesday 1 Wigan mm. nil. Luongo netting the winner for Wednesday not too much to really talk about from a Wednesday standpoint I don't think I mean Gary Monk's got them going well though hasn't he
1: it's a win in a clean sheet I know they lost Sam Hutchinson to injury I think mm. so Luongo's come in and he's, he's scored Um, the Fletcher had a goal disallowed as well they're they're, they're a good team, they're going to get results Wigan can be stubborn at times um, But they didn't really offer anything from open play
0: Yeah, I mean We keep seeing this with Wigan, don't we where mm-hmm. I mean they got a result Earlier in the week But here They just look Pretty average, don't they
1: Away from home They're, they're almost it's guaranteed terrible, to lose man, yeah. It's not worth a bet on the home team is it because the odds must be so in <laughs> favour but they're, they're not good away from home and as I say they didn't offer anything from open play other than um, a couple of half chances in the first half I think and that, that was it yeah. for Wigan it's yeah. a worry for them I think
0: Yeah as I say I, if I'd select three teams to go down at the moment Luton, Bonsley, Wigan yeah. and Wigan were previously the team I had most likely to go down but there <clears> we go <throat> I mean we we've been saying for a while, should Paul Cook be sacked? Mean a result. This isn't it a great result, and he doesn't it doesn't seem to be any chance of it turning around anytime soon either.
1: Performances, I don't think, have improved over the season. And they've spent a bit of
0: money as well, haven't and they?
1: they spent a lot of money. Um, similar to Frank at Brentford, they've he's been put in a position where they you almost have to do well because you have to justify the money you have spent on players. Mm. And he's not done that. I don't think Ethan Moore scored this season. Jamal Lowe hasn't scored this season. Yeah, Something's got to give. Well, the Wigan
0: fans keep saying that. They're quite often just isolated and yeah. it's just hoofed up to Moore to try and head it and it just bypasses Lowe.
1: I think if another manager came in, I think they'd, I think, depending on who it was, obviously, I think they'd get the best out of the players that are there. I, don't, I just think, again, similar with Neil and Millwall, I just think it's time to... He's taken him as far as he can. Yeah. hasn't he? I don't think he's a championship manager.
0: No, Well you've said that before. I mean, yeah. you said he's a, he's a good manager in the lower leagues, but he's doesn't know how to get results in the championship. No. And then just finally is the game that was on Friday nights. That was Birmingham two Middlesbrough one. Odin Bailey with the late winner. Dave on Twitter says, "Totally deserved win." And we played some lovely stuff at times. Yeah, I th- think this game was very nearly. Completely a, a completely unjustified point for Middlesbrough <laughs>
1: A robbery, yeah No, it's a recurring um, theme with Middlesbrough They're nicking results without justifying it really yeah. They didn't. obviously didn't get that Jonathan Woodgate looked good on the side when um, Odin Bailey scored Yeah, oh, I felt sorry the, for him The marking was just awful mm. um, Good cross uh, though, really good cross oh, from Crowley uh, Crowley Crowley, not Cowley we had this discussion before yeah. the podcast. <laughs> um yeah, no Crowley looks an absolute player. It's a shame you weren't here last week to do the podcast because he was immense against Derby. Mm. Um
0: he's he's absolutely he's so exciting in see. He? He's the kind of player every fan would want in the scene because yeah. he works hard, he's skillful and yeah, he's just class.
1: I I've no idea how he went quiet in the Dutch leagues for a couple of seasons yeah. because he looks a real player Yeah, half a million it's bargain. Yeah,
0: it's a bargain. and let's talk about Middlesbrough yeah. quickly because as we say they didn't deserve anything from this game really and nearly nicked a point but the main picture of it is that they're not going very well at the moment and no. I was saying just a second ago I, I, the three teams I think will go down Middlesbrough I wouldn't have put down there but at the moment they're looking like they might be in a relegation battle,
1: yeah, they have a fairly decent squad as well. Yeah, um, a fa- very decent squad. It's a team that can easily finish mid-table to top half. I mean, it's on, not on ability.
0: Yeah, it's not too different from the team that nearly finished in the playoffs
1: last season. Yeah, absolutely. Um as- long has stopped scoring goals. Ashley Fletcher is playing wide left. I think when I did the podcast with Nick, we both said he's not achieved anything goals-wise. He's mm. not a prolific. I mean Randolph.
0: The amount of times he's kept the in oh games God, this yeah. season is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, he maybe should have done better with the first goal on Friday, but I mean, the number of saves he made in that game is ridiculous. Yeah. And they could be in an even worse position if it wasn't for him.
1: If he gets injured,
0: they're knackered. They're knackered, yeah. Yeah, yeah. At the moment, would you say, uh, how would you rate Jonathan Mudgate's job out of 10? Three. He'd go that high. <laughs> Yeah, I'm nice <laughs> Brilliant Let's go on then to the other news from the week Not too much here We'll talk about, first of all, the Derby drink drive thing mm. Because I've not been here to talk about it Let's focus more on, I suppose, the punishment, really Because it I, I don't think there's too much to say on the actual incident itself well, I mean, they've not been convicted of anything yet, but if they are found guilty, they're idiots. I mean, they've kind of admitted to it in their apologies, but... Well, they're idiots but, anyway. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but it's... People have been saying that Lawrence and Bennett shouldn't be allowed to play for Derby. I mean, Bennett's not getting in the team anyway at the moment. But mm. what do you think?
1: I was I was on the fence with it. Um, I I didn't expect them to play midweek against Barnsley
0: I thought the manager just wouldn't pick them anyway
1: yeah but then again it is a fairly close-knit squad Philip Cockey wouldn't have just chucked them in and not consulted the team Mm. that's definitely happened there's been a there would have been a big discussion about it as a squad as I say they're they're a close-knit squad Um, for me I think they should have waited until after the court case which is next week at some point um, for them to play and then move on Move on after that. The statements, for me, are, are fine. The, the punishment from Derby is suitable. They can't do anything else mm. over the Lawrence,
0: Lawrence was getting a bit of stick for his apology, but I think that's just, you know, people kicking a man and they're down, I suppose, really. Yeah, yeah it's just Derby fans. Yeah, <laughs> but so they've obviously been fined six weeks wages as well. I mean that's the maximum they can fine. Do you, you think a six week fine, they're doing community service, I think as well. Yeah. Do you think it's a suitable punishment?
1: From the club, as I say, other than Sackham in my head I, I I sort of I put I I was I was very angry as a Derby fan, I was very angry hearing about it. In my head, I was like, OK, so Bennett's, Bennett can go in January and then he let Lawrence go at the end of the season. That's That, that would have been my sort of best-case scenario, not only because they've done this, but they also massively underperform mm. um, on the pitch. So the the fine is fine yeah. and the community service is fine. Um it's up to the court case now if they ended up doing anything from more... Yeah, and more.
0: Yeah, I I never <clears> expected <throat> them to get sacked, I don't think. There was, there was a few rumours that they might, but I, I thought that would be very harsh.
1: Someone wrote, uh, raised a very good point on Twitter. Um, I think it was Yaya Torre, Hugo Lloris, Roberto Firmino, and there was another player. They all got convicted of drink driving and they played the next game. Mm. Clubs aren't going to sack valuable assets. It doesn't matter... Who they are or what they do, yeah. unless it's really severe, they're not going to sack them yeah. because they're, they're football worth, clubs because they're worth millions to the club. It's, football it's clubs and they're soulless. Like, yeah, it's almost like demolishing a a building that's worth three or four million pounds just because it's not worth anything to you anymore. If you know what I mean, asset wise, you know, it's the morality in football. It's it's completely different to day to day life for me and you. And yeah, everybody else.
0: Okay, fair enough. Let's uh, finish on some positive news then. For all of the players who played in the playoff final last season, are right in the England squad. It's nice, isn't it?
1: Some also made a good point that those players were all owned by Premier League clubs.
0: That is true, but the fact that they were playing in the Championship just mm-hmm. a matter of months ago, and now they're in the England squad, meaning they're some of the best players in the country. I think that says something about the standard of the Championship.
1: This it sort of raises again raises a question: How many players do you think can go on English young English players, young British players can go on to do a hell of a lot more if they got game time in the championship?
0: Well, th- this is this is something I've thought about quite a lot, and you know how people always complain. Well, they don't do it as m- much anymore because mm. England's national team are actually quite good now. <laughs> but the amount of people who complain about too many foreigners in the Premier League. But because the, that means the Premier League's getting better and better because there are more mm-hmm. foreign players coming over, it means players are having to filter down to the Championship. Yeah. means the Championship standard it's, is it's getting going been, good up yeah. and it leaves us with a very good
1: place for players to go on loan. No, I, I completely agree with you. It's, I, I, I struggle to find reasons why players shouldn't be allowed to go out on loan to Championship clubs. You see a lot of clubs block moves for younger players. You look at Phil Foden who's not getting minutes at City. Mm. Everyone keeps saying, oh, he should be in the England squad. He's got well, to play. He, well, he's, he's got to play. So why not give him to a, a team in the lower, uh, who are in the table in the Premier League or mm. in the Championship just to give him minutes because we saw Mason Mount got a call-up last season um, while in the Championship. Yeah. yeah. Gareth Southgate sees quality. Mm. Let him play.
0: Yeah. Do you think it could result in more players being called up to the England squad from the Championship.
1: If they were young enough and good enough, yeah. I,
0: well, I mean, just... as you say, Mason Mount did get called up, didn't he? Yeah. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, but I imagine if... Jay Bothoy. Well, Jack Butland was in the England squad one he, day before he, his form went off a cliff. But, I mean, if Phil Foden were to drop down to have a loan in the Championship, then I imagine he would still get called up to the England squad, wouldn't he?
1: Obviously. Yeah, I think so. We're also forgetting James Madison was in the Championship two years ago. And he's
0: one of the best players in the league at the moment, isn't he? Uh, Brilliant. Let's talk about some polls. Sorry, you missed my Jay
1: Boffroyd comment. I don't know if you...
0: No, I did. I did clock (sighs) it. I just ignored it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about the polls then at the start of the episode. We asked you a few questions. Number one was who should be the next Millwall manager? We gave you the options of caretaker (laughs) boss Adam Barrett, Roy Keane... Tim Cahill and Gary Rowett, that's mainly based around, you know, who's top of the bookies odds. Gary Rowett is the winner with 43%.
1: Who was the next one?
0: Cahill, 31%.
1: It's just club legend romance, that.
0: But Roy Keane's the favourite at the moment and he finished second last.
1: Piss off, Roy Keane.
0: (laughs) Well, Alan Barrett's only got 6% and I would have to say at the moment, I think after his result against... Leeds. That care, he'd be most Managers
1: should not get any job.
0: <laughs> Scott Parker. <laughs> <laughs> we next asked you Should Tom Lawrence and Mason Bennett have been allowed to play for Derby this weekend? What do you reckon?
1: I reckon it's 85% no.
0: 82% no. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mason Bennett didn't play this weekend anyway, but Tom Lawrence obviously did. And yeah, the I imagine there might have been. Quite a few Leeds fans who voted in that oh, poll, yeah, but yeah. there you go. And the final question was: Is a hot dog a sandwich? You said,
1: "I didn't say anything. I don't know. I I want answers."
0: I would say no, because a burger would be a sandwich, but a hot dog is joined up at the bottom. Okay, do you know what I mean? So it'd be a sub, I guess. But I if know.
1: you turn a sandwich, uh, sorry, a hot dog on its side, that's now a sandwich because you've got bread, filling, bread.
0: I suppose. Mm. When, when I sa- ending, I it? just said no, but that was forgetting that, you know, Subway, their sandwiches, little plug there, they're not paying us anything, but other that, sandwich su- shops are available. that
1: sandwich manufacturer. <laughs>
0: yes, that one. That's joined up into it. Mm-hmm. So
1: maybe, I guess... Are they hot dogs?
0: I suppose they're a sandwich, aren't they? So maybe it is a sandwich. Oh, anyway, 88% said no. So there you go.
1: You just raised a really good point, and... I'm going to do a lot more research on that.
0: Yeah. Maybe it is a sandwich. Let's do the Craig Bryson pub quiz. So far, I think you're winning, aren't you? We mm-hmm. lost track of the scores.
1: <laughs> That's only because you went away, but we won't dwell on that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So I have a mystery championship legend who has played over two... Is it a
1: legend or is it Luke Varney, for Luke God's Varney sake.
0: has over 300 championship appearances. All right. And what? And Lee Camp's
1: got over 400. He's not... Championship legend. Piss off! Hang
0: on, he was part of that Forest team we were talking about a minute ago. He was bloody brilliant in that Forest team.
1: Bottled the playoffs two times. Not
0: because of him, because of Billy Davis. (laughs) (laughs) I have a championship legend with over two hundred appearances. All Justin has to do is guess who it is from these six clues. First one: I started my career at Tranmere Rovers, making my debut. In 1999. Jason Kumas. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) I thought you were going to get it then. Do not do that to me. (laughs) He's not Jason Kumas. Don't think he won't have 200 championship appearances, I don't think, will
1: he? He was there for a while because he had a loan spell at Cardiff that I completely forgot about.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I'm currently without a club, Mm -hmm. having played in the Indian Super League last season. He's not Jason (laughs) Kumas. Oh,
1: no started his career in 1999? Yeah, long time ago. So I would make him... He's quite old. I'd make him about 38, 37. Mm. 37 38. Don't know
0: next clue. I've played in the CONCACAF Gold Cup on three occasions.
1: CONCACAF mm. so is the American, North American one, yeah.
0: yeah. Includes the Caribbean, if that's a clue.
1: Ian Goodison. He's not. He's no, not.
0: Ian Goodison's so old. <laughs> In twenty, I don't know why I put this one in. In twenty fifteen, I won the Indian Super League's fittest player award.
1: In twenty fifteen, He must have been about thirty five. And you're competing with players like Michael Chopra. I suppose it's not. Is he
0: still playing? Is he in the Indian Super League? No, he's
1: just criticizing Steve Bruce now.
0: I remember a little chat about Football Manager for a sec. I remember there was a period where the Indian Super League had loads of random players like Stephen Pearson. (laughs) I think Roberto Carlos was there for a bit, once. I don't think he was. I might be getting him mixed up. He definitely went somewhere for a bit. But anyway, I used to go on Football Manager and look at the Indian Super League because it just had some random, very average English players. He used to be quite handy. Stephen Bywater. (laughs) Yeah, Stephen Bywater was one of them. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Want to have a guess?
1: Um, So he's he's Conker Calf, so he, he might be... Oh, I reckon he's... Trinidad and Tobago.
0: That is a very random assumption
1: I don't know um, Chris Birchall No
0: I've played in the championship For Barnsley Preston And
1: Leicester oh. I started a career tram here Barnsley seen. Preston And Leicester I've just seen the last clue, and I think you're going to get it. I probably will, but I'm disab- i want it. I want it to get Mooney. I thought I had it with Jason Kumas.
0: I thought you had it with Jason Kumas. <laughs> the way you <laughs> said it was such conviction.
1: As soon as you said "tramway 1999," I was like, "That's Kumas. It's, cool, it's got to be." Anyway, um, I don't know. Final clue.
0: You're going to get this. Despite being born in Edinburgh, I have 43 caps for Canada.
1: <laughs> oh, he's Canadian Yeah He's played for Barnsley, Preston Oh, it's Ian Hughes. Damn it, I knew uh, Oh, he played for Tramit He did, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, yeah He yeah. was part of that Tramit team That was floating with the championship
0: Yeah, yeah He's oh. a very handy player I I knew as soon as I said Canada You'd get it I can't, not, There aren't too many Canadian players, are there? Canadian Canadian
1: I can't believe he left out the Chris Morgan yeah I thought (laughs) I thought as soon
0: I thought I can't include that (laughs) so yeah that's when that's probably what he's most famous for Chris Morgan nearly killed him literally yeah Yeah. so yeah I I, I decided to leave that bit out but there you go this has been the Second Tier podcast thank you for listening it's been a fantastic week of Championship Football of course it's an international break Uh, what are you piling that face for
1: (laughs) can you say Championship Legends yeah And you just put Ian Hume into that category.
0: Ian Hume is a very handy player. (sighs) Move on. Say it. It's been another great week of Championship Football. Obviously, next week is the international break. I've timed that holiday really well, aren't I? Fantastic. But, yeah, we'll we'll do something next week. Maybe review the league table.
1: Oh, yeah, because we have to apologise to QPR fans. No, sorry, you... And Charlton fans. No, because that was justified, because they didn't have a squad when we did that.
0: That is a fair point. I mean QPR. Honestly, I suppose they did have signings. Anyway, we just, we
1: just didn't rate them, but the
0: no, list. no, we didn't. <laughs> well, then they've hardly played. In the end, we had like we were criticising Lee Wallace, and weren't we? And he's hardly played. Yeah. yeah. There you go. This has been the Second Tier Podcast. Thank you for listening. What are you going to do this afternoon, Justin?
1: uh playing Football Manager, I think. Okay. Yeah. Well,
0: have fun. What game you got going at the moment?
1: Uh I got Derby save. I've done yeah. an update, That's so boring, I've got this it? season's.
0: Why would you pick Derby? Why don't you go with like. 2 team it's because like.
1: I did this season's update on FM19
0: oh ok do you so, know, does that not annoy you because yeah. when I do that in the past it means that you can't sign anyone because all the players yeah, just moved because
1: the handy nerds out there they do everybody's ability as well I don't know how they spend time to play the game but they edit the game within an absolute I don't know
0: Thank you, football manager nerds. Yes, thank you. Thank you for that. Well, have a good time playing football manager. I'm going to have a nice sit down. This has been the Second Tier Podcast. I've been Ryan Dilks. I've been Justin Peach. Thank you for listening.
1: alright. alright.